Greetings, dear listener. You're listening to the Jaunty Mantis podcast. This is Jesse. This is Maddie. And we are presenting to you today a special bonus episode. True story. Yeah, why do we do these? Well, the Jaunty Mantis is released in seasons, 12 episodes per. And uh, the reason for that is so we have time to take a breather, get uh, extra recordings done, make sure we don't fall behind. So if you're listening to this, that means that we're in between seasons. We made it. (laughs) So we'll be back soon. And until then, enjoy this episode, this bonus episode. It's not necessarily about role-playing game topics, but it is very nerd adjacent. And we hope you enjoy it. Yep. Hello, you're listening to The Jaunty Mantis, a podcast about creative questions for curious gamers. I'm one of your hosts, Jesse. With me, as always, is my co-host, Maddie. Say hello, Maddie. Hello, Maddie. Oh, uh, and we are just doing a little bit of a banter topic. So mm-hmm. uh, people are actually listening to the podcast. Why? I I don't know. I just <laughs> don't know. Um, you mean wrote... like my mom is listening to the podcast? No, my dad listened to it. I don't think my mom has listened to it yet. Uh, oh, well, my mom is listening to it. Really? No. Okay. That would be surprising to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a road trip recently, drove up to Kansas city, beautiful Kansas city, home of uh tabletop game and hobby in Overland park, Kansas. Oh, free wow. advertising for you guys. It is, in my opinion, the best game store west of the Mississippi um, and east of the Rockies. So right. There's a geographic band. There's some stuff out on the West Coast that's pretty cool. Uh, but they're fantastic. Anyway, I asked my wife on the drive up, hey, do you want to listen to an episode of the Jaunty Mantis? <laughs> and she said, I heard you and Maddie recording it. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't get all of the nuance and, you know, it hasn't been edited. Um, So, yeah, we listened to the creative character and I was really flattered and and kind of a little hurt. Because when it finished, she said, wow, that's actually really good. (laughs) What do you mean the creative character? Uh, Challenging. Oh, challenging characters. Yeah. Yeah, Challenging characters. I see. So. I gotcha. Apparently my wife thinks we're actually good, so. Yeah, but she's biased because she's your wife and one of my best friends. Well, yeah, I know there's that, but I just, I wish, I wish we would have listened to it on her phone because I got to tell you, uh, looking at the demographics on, uh, Spotify for podcasters, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, can you, can you guess what the demographics of our average listener is? Yeah. The Joe Rogan podcast. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty well, smaller Jordan Peterson podcast, considerably smaller, but it is pretty much a lot of dudes yeah. of a certain age. So, yeah, yeah. I, I thought about actually telling somebody IRL about the podcast that I didn't even know. So my, my job, I travel a lot for my job. 
I find myself in doctor's offices. I shadow those doctors as part of my job. And sometimes I interact with the patients like as in like a hi, how's it going? You know, I'm just here from blah, blah, blah. Just going to be standing off to the side. Is it okay if I sit in on the exam? Totally okay. Fine. These are eye exams. I'm not, we're not talking about anything, you know, super horrendous, right? You want to follow that with, you mind if I stand off on the side for the eye exam? By the way, I have a podcast. Well, here's what happened. Okay. Cause this is going to sound make, cause I didn't go through with this. So let me, let, let, that'll sound, make this seem less creepy, I hope. But the first eye exam was with this awesome 23 year old who is training to be an EMT. And, um, the doctor was like, Oh, what do you have going on with the rest of your day? And she's like, Oh, I'm going to go home, clean my apartment. And then my friends are going to come over and we're going to play D and D. And I was like, (laughs) professional. Don't say it. Don't be like, I have a podcast. You should listen to it. I'm a dork on the internet. Who's white straight and 40 and has opinions on things. (laughs) It's pretty rare for white dudes in their forties to have opinions on things. Yeah. It's a real struggle. Yeah. If you can believe it. Yeah, we're a really underserved demographic. So I just kept it to myself. So I on, I, on, I don't know how to talk about a podcast that people are obviously listening to. I've seen the statistics. I don't yeah, I don't I'm, know why anybody's I'm listening. curious about those statistics because that number is higher than I thought. And I'm like, how many of those are just podcast sites scraping our feeds? Uh, like probably most of them. I think what you should do as a general rule is take the amount that it tells you and then half that and half of it are like crawlers or services or whatever the case may be and then half that again and that is your actual dedicated audience like that is actually way higher than i expected i know it's bigger than three i know right (laughs) um fantastic it's because of this level of quality that we're producing right now that's right what was this podcast about again creative questions for it's your idea. Why do I have to tell you? <laughs> I no. I have I have our I, I have our I have our question. Well, I'm gonna keep going on this because I did oh. talk about the podcast at the family reunion I was oh, at shit. in Kansas City. Oh shit. Because Carrie was talking to one of her like cousins and she's just like, Oh yeah, Emma just started playing D D. And I was like, Oh, really? She's like, She wants <laughs> to know about your podcast. And I'm like, I'm very sorry for how the whole rest of this weekend is going to go. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you apologizing for offering something of quality that people like to listen to? Because I'm like, now I have a thing I can talk about with you. And Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know how to talk about anything else. Mm -hmm. And uh, I see. Yeah. You're like that poor bastard I met at a wedding and talked to Xerox for like hours about Star Wars. Yes. Is this the one where you, you turn turn them around? Yes. To the right and correct vision? Yes. Okay. The right and correct vision. La- Last Jedi is a good movie. It is a good it is movie. A very, very good movie. It is a very good movie. It's just bookmarked by two terrible movies that don't make sense when you put them together in a trilogy. And that isn't the fault of Last Jedi. That is the fault of planning things out in advance so you can tell a cohesive story that works with multiple creative sources with different visions don't railroad your actors maddie (laughs) 
Fantastic, Ben. I could do a whole set of banter topics just on Star Wars. Yeah, I could I know. do we... one full episode on Padme Amidala alone. That's let's get that scheduled because uh, having heard the previews, <laughs> I, I really want I really want to hear you talk about that, and no other people will listen yeah, to it. Someday. That one could get me canceled. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. Not for the reason you think, dear listeners. No, no for completely different reasons. Yeah, that's the twist at the end. So the question. The question is, you keep telling us about this Palladium Rifts game, <laughs> this idea you heard about on another podcast. So It was a tweet. My, or this tweet. So my yes. question is, are you going to fucking tell us about it already or what? I don't think I'm going to go with that idea, but that idea is the genesis of my re-obsession with Rifts. What's the idea? Just so we can start have a starting point. What was the idea? So Palladium uh, had a fantasy game, right? Mm -hmm. Called Palladium Fantasy, uh, which is actually a fairly interesting world. A lot of grand stakes, a lot of cosmic horror, a whole bunch of stuff about the old ones. Right on. Uh, I am not as versed in it as I am in Rifts, but, you know, it's interesting. It has Palladium mechanics, a, a thing I'm sure I'll talk about more later. Uh, but um, yeah, the guy said, Here's my new campaign idea. It's Palladium Fantasy, but when your character dies, you get to add one thing from Rifts to the available character classes. And then every time another character dies, that list just continues. And Rifts having some of the like most kitchen sinky of uh, character concepts available to it. Uh, I was like, this idea is delightful. So give me an example then. Let's say my character has died. What are we adding? Um, do you want me to stick to like there's like 36 world books for mm -hmm. riffs and 15 dimension books mm -hmm. and like 10 source books and three conversion books, all of which have optionally available character classes in them to play. Uh, where do you want me to start? Do you want me to Yeah, so if my character dies. Do I make a new character and then add a class of uh, of the the dog boys that have psychic abilities, or am I mixing two different things? No, you could say, okay, my next character is a dog boy. Mm -hmm. So a dog boy is uh, it's got a great little table to roll on for what your breed is. Mm -hmm. so you, be, you know, like uh, um, a King Charles Spaniel or a bulldog, um, half dog, half human. They are incredibly loyal and unfortunately are created by the uh, fascist, one of the many fascist regimes that are the bad guys in riffs. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I could just choose Glitter Boy then? Yeah, you could pick Glitter Boy. All right. So for those of you who don't know, I, I, I feel like there's a whole lot of context. <laughs> <laughs> riffs. Here's why I know about riffs. Mm -hmm. I was a boy who went to comic shops between the years of 1990 and 1998. Mm -hmm. And Riffs is published um, perfect bound. So it is a thin cover with pages glued in that makes it considerably cheaper than hardbound books or box sets. Mm -hmm. Amen. And they now do some collectors hardbound stuff, but they're still publishing perfect bound stuff. I actually had my brother-in-law pick up, I think, World Book 37 
Uh, 37? Yeah. In a row? (laughs) Hey, where are you going? Um, Yeah, at Gen Con this last weekend. So, um, yeah, the uh, Titan Robotics. That's the book I'm expecting to pick up Mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving. And so they had them in comic book stores. I mean, do you remember in the 90s, -hmm. comic book stores had gaming books? Yep. Right. So I'd be going in there trying to get like, I don't know, like uh, Morbius, the living vampire number one. And there'd be (laughs) like this whole section of gaming books that was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and other strangeness, Palladium. Mm -hmm. Robotech, Palladium. Riffs, Palladium. And Palladium Fantasy, which I never actually bought back in the day because I played Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, I don't need another fantasy game. Correct. But Rifts, here is the synopsis. There was like a nuclear war slash magic return to Earth. It created this at the height of humanity's golden age in the 2070s or 2080s. And the devastation was utterly catastrophic it shifted the world in ways it twisted time and space it made all the ley lines erupt in mad i mean there's a real vibe of like buckland's book of witchcraft and a lot of riff stuff <laughs> like, like very much the occult of the 90s someone did what they thought was probably serious research into the real world analogs and you know read sex hippie books about witchcraft um mm-hmm. to put them in uh and so where the ley lines met the rifts opened and the rifts open this is the thing that i did not get but i get now i didn't get as a teenager they don't just open to like another world like you're bridging space they open to other freaking dimensions mm. and other times so there is a palladium megaverse not a multiverse a <laughs> megaverse and uh rifts is like earth after the apocalypse uh that is the central nexus of this apocalypse so there's like there are practitioners of magic there are human mutants there are mutant animals there are some high-tech kingdoms who have managed to you know recreate some of the technology that was lost but most of the world is a demon haunted wilderness and mexico is full of vampires because <laughs> of course it is yeah well it doesn't rain much in northern mexico mm-hmm. so yeah, running water. They don't mm-hmm. like it. Right. So they need deserts. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. When in our introductory episode, when I described Shadowrun as being batshit crazy, I want you to take this several steps further, listener. And what Riffs is, is that moment in the original Lawnmower Man movie where Job becomes the internet at the end. Just full-on ridiculous just mind-blowing how does this work it doesn't work just play the fucking game like it's just the next level of bullshit it's like it's like when kirk goes into v'ger in the original star trek movie is it kirk or is it spock i don't remember that movie's terrible but anyway jesse okay so you're not going to go with this original idea yeah i don't need to go that gonzo there's enough gonzo like Mm-hmm. just a normal riffs game <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so you're just going to do a normal riffs game yeah why because nostalgia <laughs> 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 i don't know like 
Riff's rules, um, I'm going to talk about them now, are mm-hmm. if you read them as written in any edition of the game, you're probably like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't, yeah. there is no sequential order for doing this. It is very, very confusing. And so the, what is the podcast I heard it described on? The lonely fun of rolling up characters that I spent mm-hmm. hours in class doing with Riff's books which, God, I'm lucky a teacher never took them away. Mm-hmm. Uh, You'd be put on a list. I know, right? I mean, they all have a big warning on the inside cover page. Warning, violence in the supernatural. <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, like that, that message of like, this is all fictional, but it contains this stuff. So please be careful was going to help people not freak out. That, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a charming naivete to it uh, that, True. that I just like. Like, we can all just be reasonable about this hobby, um, which obviously, no, we can't. But um, you can't be reasonable about anything. No, no. More so now, I think, than back then. But yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I want I want to do something over the top and I want to do something where the rules aren't balanced and don't get in the way. But it's not as instantly lethal swingy like i don't want to do it as just a story game i want Mm -hmm. there to be a little bit of crunch Mm -hmm. riffs riffs has that um (laughs) in spades and i want it to uh i don't know i want i want to do some old school style gaming in a gonzo setting what is old school style? I mean, I know what that is. I mean, basically means a high chance of character lethality, like a high chance of character death. Mm-hmm. It also means puzzles that could you could well to me. I don't want to speak for you, but old school games also means puzzles and not the kinds of puzzles you'll get help with by making like an intellect role or a knowledge arcana role. Yeah. It also it also means like you're not going to get um, like when we were talking in a previous episode about making sure the party has enough torches or whatever the case may be like an old school game is just like look this is up to you if you didn't pack enough torches i'm sorry (laughs) like so that's what old school is to me yeah that's less gm involvement and support yes yes the story is in the complications in your character's life usually caused by your lack of preparation (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's funny though because as i've been reading a ton of riffs books again um because i cannot find them in a game store but you can (laughs) order them directly from their website um that's awesome yeah as i've been reading them again it's so funny because the rules in the core book i have enough of a background that i can make sense of them but there's still some gaps and questions and that's the other thing about old school gaming is just like, yeah, the rules are a suggestion. You're going to have to do ruling, not rules. You know, mm-hmm. like that's going to be one of the things that needs to happen. Um, when you read them writing about the game, like if you get the Rifts Adventurer's Guide, it's ironically not the Game Master Guide. It's the Rifts Adventure Guide. Okay. Or the Rifts Primer where the guys who invented this game give you advice about running the game you're like oh this makes perfect sense this is not <laughs> this is not a terrible system well, but i mean some of the features okay there's eight attributes okay and are they the standard strength intelligence charisma wisdom dexterity whatever constitution well they add speed uh and they add a physical beauty 
Mm-hmm. Comeliness. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, comeliness or PB, physical beauty. And they add mm-hmm. a mental affinity for just like charming force of personality, but oh, also wow. mental endurance and physical strength and physical endurance. And yeah, so there's eight. But here's the thing about them. There's a skill system and it's percentile. Nice. And none of your skills really interact with that at all. None of your attributes interact with that really at all. (laughs) Like unless you have an attribute of 16, Mm -hmm. there is no mechanical bonus to your character at all. It's just a thing to give you a suggestion of what you should act like. Mm, Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how do you think that'll play out with, um, well, wait, did we, did you tell me which group is going to get the, um, boon of playing this, uh, this experiment? Oh, it's going to be y'all. Oh, all right. Yeah. So do you anticipate any issues in trying to explain this to a group of players and what methods are you going to use to transmit what riffs is what their characters do? and what the starting experience is because i'm i'm kind of going through this right now on my own but go ahead uh, i'm not really worried about teaching the game okay um like i'm planning on doing a lot of hand holding on that aspect tell me what you want to do and be like okay is there in your list of like 15 skills on your character sheet including uh laser cryptography <laughs> like <laughs> um is there uh is there anything that you think would be useful for this Mm-hmm. okay cool roll it you know it's a percentile system that doesn't have to be taught um to people that have been playing like that um the attack system i can help people on their character sheets calculate the attack bonus mm-hmm. and that's it like that's the thing you need it's just it's just a little bit of like where to look for all the modifiers to get your final numbers Mm-hmm. And then once you have them, I don't actually think riffs is that hard. Oh, a shout out, by the way, to the Glitter Boys podcast, uh, <laughs> who is just cover Palladium books. Um, God bless they are them. gentlemen our age who only cover Palladium books. And uh, God bless them. I have probably said some things that I heard on that podcast, parroted them back. So not trying to copy you, just, you know, it got me thinking. Thanks, y'all. That's what um, gamer culture is. It's inspiration, adaptation, modification. Yes. Yes, indeedy. So, yeah, um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to run riffs. And the other great thing about riffs is balance. Um, obviously, there's got to be some session zero in it. I think the campaign frame is you are all from this podunk ass town in the middle of the, you know, near the edge of the woods in the mm-hmm. Allegheny Mountains or something near the East Coast. And there is a elderly cyber knight. One of the <laughs> one of the occupational character classes, uh, a, a cyber knight uh, who was responsible for your tutelage um, and helping you out in this little tiny, you know, modern medieval kingdom in the Alleghenies. Uh, and, you know, when your training was done, he sent you out in the world to have two years of adventure or two years of learning in the field. And you've all returned at the appointed date. Not all of your friends have made it back, but you are the ones who did made it back. And then adventure commences from there, mm-hmm. which is something from the Rifts Primer, which they didn't make a starter set, but they did do a little pamphlet book called the Rifts Primer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, oh, that's a cool campaign setup. And then from there, there's a whole thing from some of the source books I want to I want to get into 
that just gets you know weird beautiful it all gets weird maybe a short trip to wormwood um <laughs> wait you can do a short trip to wormwood i thought the whole point was you were supposed to get trapped there like ravenloft except it's nothing like ravenloft no you just got to get to the freeport town and then hire a shifter to send you back to open a rift so for those who don't know wormwood is a planet or dimension where you live on a living organism it's a dimension that's just one planet yeah and it the planet is a living organism and this is this works for me now that you mention it i just watched guardians of the galaxy volume three and if anybody's seen that movie there is a significant portion of it that takes place on a biological planet about a living planet and it's it's wonderful what they do in that and uh so the idea of wormwood taking place on a living planet uh really gets me excited yeah it just responds to the people and provides them with shelter and food and water except in areas where the bad guy the demons have who are called the unholy this mm -hmm. is the other thing the glitter boys said that i never would have thought it at the time because i was 12 and didn't think in these terms it wasn't my music but riffs especially wormwood is metal as fuck mm -hmm. yep yep the appropriate soundtrack for riffs is a band called sun s-u-n-n and parenthesis 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 okay look it up on spotify people it's a totally different category of doom metal <laughs> unto its own I would say the appropriate soundtrack for riffs would be the entire discography of uh I always there's I always mess up the name uh King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard oh because I don't know about that let's try it out they they do they do everything like <laughs> like what kind of music do they make I don't know then that's why it's perfect <laughs> for riffs because it's it's perfect for palladium in general right yes. but yes. there are games that take place in the riffs core setting like you could play the riffs core setting without actually going into the riffs yeah yeah although shit's gonna come out of the riffs like all the goddamn time mm -hmm. and um yeah I'm also I'm looking at for it as a personal challenge to just not overthink the campaign world and have it try to make sense because that's Good luck a bad, with that one <laughs> yeah that's a bad habit I have like I would spend yep. hours I think I mentioned this like I would really want to put a a white dragon in a dungeon mm -hmm. to have the party fight a white dragon and I'd sit there looking at my square I'd drawn on my graph paper for hours being like but why would it be there Mm -hmm. what would it dine on how does this work in the ecology and just like waiting at some point to be like the white dragon is a majestic creature as all <laughs> life on earth like mm -hmm. no just put the dragon in man <laughs> like a wizard did it I don't know that wizard did it the rift so did true. it man <laughs> that's so true yeah don't overthink it should be what they have emblazoned on the cover of every rift's book yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that should be the actual warning on the inside of every wrist book should just be don't overthink it I, I love too, like one of the things like all the big bads like every source book at least for a while the glitter boys guys pointed this out to me and i was like oh that makes sense they're like here is a new main villain 
here's a new main villain here are some places here are some really fucking cool drawings of robots <laughs> beautiful well i am excited to hear more about this rips game and or play in it i think too two other like the alignment system i wanted to bring this up on some of the episodes we've been recording oh we'll do it now then we talked about the alignment system maybe a little bit or i mentioned it just offhandedly one of the campaign session zero things is guys these alignments these evil alignments and this selfish alignment because one of the kevin's things is there are no neutral alignments no one's neutral like cool okay your world man um kevin who Simbita, Simbita. <laughs> who is that? He's the guy who designed Rifts and founded <laughs> Palladium Games. Correct. By maxing out his credit cards and borrowing <laughs> like 10 grand from his friends to create the mechanoids. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Um, these alignments are off limits. Mm -hmm. Like you guys, the cam setup, you are generally good people looking to do good. Mm -hmm. And I am going to put in some scenery chewing hand ring and cackling uh evil demons for you to fight and it's not going to be complex it's mm -hmm. not going to be complex it's not going to be morally gray there will be robots and power armor and dragons and crazy shit and medieval kingdoms with like hydrogen powered uh factories i don't know like mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah and you've inspired me I think that once we make a ton of money on this podcast, we should set a stretch goal to have an actual play with only Kevin's in it. And it's uh, Kevin from Riffs, uh, Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know if they talk. And uh, we could throw Kevin Crawford in there. Yeah. Uh, from sign nominee, right? Man, Cross I that off such on performance anxiety. Cross that off on your your bingo cards, listeners. We we mentioned Kevin Crawford again in this episode. But wouldn't that be cool? An actual Kevin's actual play podcast with some semi-famous Kevin's, at least in yeah. the nerd circles, at least if you're 40 years old and white. Yes. Because I don't speak for anybody else but myself. Yeah. Cool, man. I'm comfortable speaking about our demographic. There's really nothing interesting or unique about us, and that's fine. Cool, man. <laughs> anything else on rips uh no what vampires i don't know <laughs> there's two books on south america that's amazing so uh, is this gonna also, be like a one shot i'm, just, or I'm gonna, is this gonna i'm be... gonna mention it some right. of the content that i will not be using in my game i i is deeply problematic deeply deeply problematic by today's standards yeah we'll have to save that one for a episode behind a paywall yeah <laughs> yeah i won't be using that stuff i won't yeah yeah um mystic russia it's right out um like the list of the list of like something like 20 different character classes that start with the word gypsy uh-uh not going <laughs> in um riffs spirit west no no sir mm -hmm. not including it um but yeah. it was it was a different time it was and we've come we've come a ways we got a ways to go but we got a lot of ways to go here
people. All right. Anything else? Nope. About riffs? Nope. I just like it. It's weird. Did you tell me as to whether or not this was going to be like a one shot or a full campaign or? No, I want to do a campaign. Ooh, I'm excited for this. I want to do a campaign that I write myself. Beautiful. It's my personal challenge for probably for 2024. Oh, I got you. Well, listeners, you can keep Jesse on task by sending him. What do we call them now? X's. We don't call them tweets anymore, right? Yeah, they're called. All right, do that. That's how I pronounce the sound made by one letter X. Okay. We'll do that to Jesse on the newest social media phenomenon, X. Where can they find you on X, Jesse? Uh, I am at Jinguist Fet on and what about the podcast in general we are the wanty mantis like like Juan, a man's name <laughs> um but with a ty at the end because i misspelled it when i created the account and we're not changing it and we don't care enough to change it that's uh, correct we're also on instagram at jaunty mantis threads whoa. at jaunty man i haven't posted a single thing we have like three followers whoa three followers that's three more than i thought we'd have i know i I think i posted like the new episode just dropped dropped all right and uh what about an email maybe a gmail jaunty mantis at gmail.com i need to check that johnny manis at gmail.com is where you can email us and we check it all the time all the time with bated breath and listeners, I know I said some some things that might have made you mad on this episode, and I'm not going to apologize for most of them. And if you have any complaints about the fact that I think that the original Star Trek movie is awful, you can send your complaints to me at JingoistFet on X. <laughs> I'll pass them on. Yeah. And I'll read them with what I assume is the tone of your voice. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do that on air. Uh, yeah, we should do that on air. Yeah, I'll read them with what I assume your tone of voice in your head is when you thought you were being clever while writing it. All right. Well, we're going to practice that in the mirror next week. In case, so you better send us some stuff. And uh, otherwise, if you have any creative questions for these two curious gamers, send them on over. And with that, this has been the John DeMantis. Jesse, do we have a, a sign-off? Go go roll some fucking dice or something. Play some go, fucking dice. Go play some fucking dice games. So games some fucking play dice. Go play Dragon Dice, available at B. Dalton's Books. Oh, wow. Is that still around? No. <laughs> Get out there and play some fucking Dragon Dice, you motherfuckers. Jingoist Fett. Onyx. <laughs>